You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polindo. Mary, you don't think you're passive aggressive? No. I don't like to take some of these topics that I think feel like an ugly quality, to be honest, in my opinion, yeah. uh, and say like, oh, I'm so far from this thing. But mm-hmm. I, I don't resonate with a lot of this language, mostly. I do know that there's been times in my life where I have felt this, but I mostly don't like it. Well, I don't think people like it. Or We should talk about what passive aggressive is. Yeah, I'm excited to learn yeah. more about it because I initially also don't think that this is where any of us lean towards. I think we're pretty assertive women. Maybe. I think so. Wink, like wink, so. Taylor. Yep. Wink, wink. Yeah, so we want to kind of talk about what passive aggressive is. So I would tell you from teaching in this area for years and years, it's super misunderstood. Okay. So it's very common for people to... Okay say, oh, that's passive aggressive, that's passive aggressive, and call people out. And I'll think to myself while I'm listening, that's not passive aggressive. Oh, okay. You know, that that often happens. So we should define what it is, because I think a lot of times they don't think about the two important qualities that are essential to making it passive aggressive, and that is that it's passive on the front of it Mm -hmm. and aggressive behind it. That's how I like to say it. I'm passive in how I attend to you, but I'm aggressive in my own self-interest. Okay. So I'm going to look good when I'm passive aggressive. Okay. So it's not the snarky comment then? No, but we are going to talk about irony and sarcasm. We have to do that. Just to think about what passive aggressive is, it's where my needs are prioritized above yours. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you some examples because that's kind of fun to do. Here's some yes. examples of passive aggressive behavior. Forgetting appointments, promises, or agreements. Slipping and saying unkind things and then apologizing. Acting out non-verbally, such as slamming doors, banging objects, denying anything's wrong. Are you smiling, Taylor? Well, <laughs> not based on that last one, but I'm thinking maybe I do this more than I thought I did. Hmm. Getting confused, tearful, sarcastic, or helpless when certain topics come up. Ooh. Getting sick when you promise to do something. What? Scheduling two things at once. Evading situations so that other people are inconvenienced. Okay. Why'd you say what? Actually getting sick or saying that you got sick? Well, this is a good question because I think both could be passive aggressive. I think you could actually talk yourself into being sick. Interesting. Yeah. And I think you could say you're sick. Okay, because sometimes I feel like I overcommit myself, and then by the end of it, whatever was the last thing, I tend to run my body down, I get Mm -hmm. sick, and then have to bail on things. Mm -hmm. And I do kind of think like, oh, thank God, I have at least I have an excuse, now I can say no. Mm -hmm. And I should have just been able to say no. Obviously, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. The yes (laughs) is the passive part, and the aggressive is the self-interest. I have to not go to this party because I don't want to. Interesting take on Taylor that I never would have thought of that her yes would be the passive part. So agreeing, I want to come to your party, but knowing you might bail because you're going to be sick or later bailing. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, just, I can't say no. So I normally take on too much and then inevitably do get sick. One example you gave in there, I had no idea. I don't know if it's a light bulb moment I'm having, but I can think of people in my life that just constantly are like, oh, I didn't know that. Or I totally forgot or Mm -hmm. no memory. Mm -hmm. Like, how is this possible? 
how is this possible that, I'm, that this is happening? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that was a trait of being passive aggressive. Right. It's actually on the top of the list of what I read. So forgetting appointments, promises, agreements. Now, if you think about it, if you break it down to say, what's the passive part? What's the aggressive part? The passive part is agreeing to those things, making the agreement, making the appointment, making the plan, whatever, having the conversation. Yeah. And the aggressive is now saying, no, I didn't do any of those things. I don't remember it that way or whatever. And that's the aggressive self-interest that prioritizes self over the other person. But do you think that person actually forgets or they just can't go there? It, that's such a great question. I don't know. What I would say, though, is if you did this routinely, you might be able to talk yourself into this manipulating pattern mm. and talk yourself into truly believing your own garbage, which is you made the appointment or you made the agreement but you're so used to manipulating that you just believe it now. Interesting. Can passive aggressive be a, a tone also? Like, can it just be found in the way someone's speaking? Oh yeah. I actually found this interesting I, and I've got to, I'll put it in the show notes, but these are the five worst passive aggressive phrases that you can use at work. Ooh. It's how you start a sentence at work and they're all passive aggressive setups. As you no doubt are aware <laughs> for future reference, Ooh. A friendly reminder, Mm. I'm CCing my boss for visibility per my last email. Oh, that's a good one. I was waiting for that one. Those are the five worst things you can say at work. But I really feel like if we headed into a quiz, that would be the most logical place to start, wouldn't you say? You know, and I would like to just smile and nod and tell you how much I love this. Yeah, I know you love quizzes. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, of the following types of communication... In a survey, which one was identified as the worst? Patronizing, shifting blame, or denying anger? Which one do people identify as the worst? Patronizing, shifting blame, denying anger. Patronizing. I want to say denying anger. You are both incorrect. Shifting blame. Sweet. I know. It feels good, doesn't it? It feels great. I feel like that I could make a passive-aggressive response right here. Worst behaviors. What's worse, according to the survey? Fake politeness, fake innocence, weaponized kindness. Fake innocence. Weaponized kindness. Okay, you're wrong again. Both of us? Politeness. (laughs) People said fake politeness is the worst, which is kind of points to passive aggressive in a way, because that's in some ways it has that quality, right? So the tiebreaker. Both of you currently have the score of zero. According to the survey, which of the following are the most passive-aggressive people that we identify? Co-workers, mothers, or friends? Who's more passive-aggressive? I'm going to say mothers. Not mine in particular, just saying, but in general. Yeah, what the survey would say. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I was thinking too. Should I just answer my next best? No, answer what you think it is. I want you to win, Taylor. I want you to win. Uh, No, I'll just say coworkers. You win. It is coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) Finally got one. She got it. Okay. Oh, man. I was talking to my brother about this. Every example he brought up were all these coworkers. And he's like, they Mm -hmm. just try to like stab you in the back. Yeah. The point of that. To get ahead, I guess. Yeah. 
I would say. Yeah. So one of the things that we all looked at was that chart from Patterson. Yes. And it differentiates passive from aggressive from assertive. Mm-hmm. It's kind of disturbing, really, when it goes through passive aggressive, because it kind of calls out some of the things that, it, you know, on the face of it, it looks passive. Mm-hmm. But it's this, my needs come first. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for my actions and I'm entitled to get what I want. The not responsible for the actions is like a ding, 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 ding for this. Yeah. Yeah. So why are people doing this? Unmet needs is not kind of what a big part Avoidance, of it conflict avoidance. Do they feel like they have unmet needs. I think Patterson talks about the fear of rejection if you're a direct person. So they do this indirect manipulation instead, which is not cool. And for those of us that are assertive, which I think all three of us can be that style when we want to be, we don't like this passive aggressive idea because we would say, well, just say it. If you need something or you want to tell us something, just say it. Uh, uh And that's what an assertive person would say. Yeah. The other things Patterson talks about, resentful of people's power or fear of being controlled. I thought that was interesting. Yes. So someone plans something to do that's nice. And in the group, someone decides to complain, just overly complain. Could that be a form of being passive aggressive because they don't want to do the activity? But they're not saying that they're that. They're saying something else like... Um, like they're sabotaging I'm so t- it, right? I'm so, yeah, like I'm... I'm so tired. I have to get up so early tomorrow. I think it sounds like whining. It's just, yeah, that's, that's probably just different. It's all in context, right? Let's say the, that you and two planned a party together. And I think if you planned the party and you decided you were going to do it, and then Meredith shows up and complains the whole night, mm-hmm. potentially we have passive aggressive behavior there, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's like disrespecting that agreement. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be fun and we were doing it together. And then here you are. Didn't go your way, so you're just going to ruin the rest of the event. I like the word sabotage there. Let's talk about sarcasm because this is a really interesting part of this. We know that sarcasm is a behavior inside the box of passive aggressive. It's one of the ways we might display that. What do we define sarcasm as? The use of irony to mock or to convey contempt. So remember the four horsemen. Contempt Mm -hmm. is one of the four engine lights that can flash on our relationship dashboard. This is insulting someone. It's using words to convey the opposite, and it actually means the opposite thing. So let's do a couple of examples. Let's say you're planning a party and you're working with people and people are very unorganized. You can say, I see that everybody's on top of this. It's a Mm. sarcastic remark that insults them, right? I can see everybody's really on top of the situation here. But we know that it's clearly showing that we're not on top of the situation at all. Yeah. Right? And you want to watch for the insult. So it's when Meredith gets an F on the quiz and I say, way to go, Einstein. Mm. You see how it's like positively phrased? That's the passive part. Saying it in a nice way, but it's like exactly meaning the opposite thing. Yeah. What isn't sarcasm is straight up irony. So it has to be used to insult someone. Okay. So here's what irony is. It's where we go outside and it's raining and we go, what a beautiful day. Notice nobody's insulted. Hmm. I've insulted the weather. So that's just irony. It's not sarcasm. Okay. So you're using the irony tool in a way to take a shot at somebody. And when you do that, that's a form of passive aggressive behavior. Where do we throw humor in with all of this? Because (laughs) that's all the funny bits are like when you're kind of like teasing someone or... I don't know. That was I, I think guess, it depends how we joked your, my family. I think it depends your audience. 
Yeah. Or if there is at the heart of it an actual criticism versus yeah. a playfulness. If the yeah. if between the two parties there there's a playfulness behind it. Like today my sister had a homework assignment and she told me she had to get a homework assignment done. And then I started talking to her. She was like, oh, I can really get all this homework done, Meredith. (laughs) And I knew she was being playful with me and not being Mm -hmm. hurtful, you know? And she's like, no, I love talking to you, but you know, okay, I got to get my work done now. I was like, oh, okay, right. But there's not like a hurt. There's not a hurt Mm -hmm. behind that or like an intent to really be mean to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that is the important thing to point out, which is what does it do? What does the message do? What's its function? Mm -hmm. And its function is to be funny and have us all laugh. Or is it to have this sort of hidden... Like shame. You know, there's a hidden component that is Mm self-seeking. I think the passive-aggressive behavior that I worry about the most is the really manipulative, pretty-looking stuff. Mm. Where people do these things and it's like, wow, you're kind of good at it. uh, Like in the list that you provided us, one was appearing cooperative while purposely doing things to annoy or disrupt, Mm -hmm. right? Right just overall denying a problem exists like, like i'm fine, like I'm makes fine. The other per- yeah yeah <laughs> that. oh yeah it's an interesting list one of the things that is always stunning to people is the two that are unexpected on the list which are forgetting appointments promises and agreements mm-hmm. and scheduling two things at once mm-hmm. a lot of times lateness is also put as a passive aggressive behavior because you agreed to leave but you're not doing it And so if you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm coming or I'm on my way, but you're not really on your way. I have someone in my family that sometimes does that will say I'm on my way. And I I have the app open that shows me where the car is and you're not leaving. I see that's you haven't left. You're not on your way. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. But that's a passive aggressive move because and I'm not saying it's deadly, you know, impacting the relationship, but it is technically passive aggressive because you're passively agreeing, but you're not really doing the thing. Gosh, this can be such a sneaky way to like break up, break a really like just yeah. thinking of a relationship as like a mosaic passive aggressive behaviors being like the cracks. Like it could totally ruin it if it grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So what do you do if you are the passive aggressive person or what do you do if you're receiving it? I mean, it's a good question. If you're the passive aggressive person, I would say notice it and decide if that's how you want to communicate, knowing that as passive aggressive in classification, it is negative to the relationship. It mm-hmm. technically is. Self-awareness in that area. I yeah. So I would tricky. say awareness. And then I think it would be important to contrast how you want to come across. So do you want the passive to be, wait, I'm going to agree to things and actually follow through with those things versus going behind their back or sabotaging it or whatever we're doing? Or decide I want to be more assertive and speak up. Because a lot of times that passive behavior is like they'll agree to something and then they won't follow through with that thing because they didn't really want to agree to it in the first place. So it's like not wanting to get into an actual conversation. So some of it depends on are you committed to actually getting into the details versus doing this passive aggressive behavior? You said, Taylor, what do you do if you are the person that is passive aggressive? Dr. K, what a question to ask yourself if you're wondering that is to say, do you wrestle? And, and I feel this in me. It's this exert, exerting control over someone else by using mm-hmm. that indirect communication. So if you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't want someone to have control over me or what, yeah. why am I responding like this? I, I can, you know, I know I started this episode being like, oh, I'm not like this at all, but I can, I can resonate with that. I, I can for yeah. sure. Like, I don't like to be told what to do. 
<laughs> and I don't like people have control over me, you know, like makes you want to like break free. But if you're, it's like a check in with yourself. It, mm-hmm. this, is that where this is coming from? You know, yeah. maybe a check yeah. in there. Kind of say why. Once in a while, I'll have students go, ooh, that's on the list. I do that exact thing. I schedule two parties and I go to which one's the best. Mm. Oh, my god! Damn. Gosh. You know, I'll agree like- to two friend groups and then I'll yeah. betray one of the friend groups. That is rude. That just <laughs> well, feels like a lie it, to me, though. That's yeah. Like, like, I hate over committing myself because I feel like I've lied. Hmm. Well, it, that means you're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's not goodness. one I would do. But because I can't say no, then I'll overcommit and mm-hmm. then get sick. <laughs> so then the other thing you asked, Taylor, was what do you do when you're receiving passive aggressive yeah. patterned responses are more concerning? I don't think that any one response now and then you forget an appointment. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You schedule two things at once and you weren't careful about your schedule for whatever reason. I don't think any anything, even in communication, that's a one-off really matters much. Mm-hmm. What we would want to think about if I were receiving messages that were passive-aggressive is to think about, is this a pattern of forgetting appointments? Is this a pattern of forgetting conversations? Is this a pattern of scheduling two things at once? Is this a pattern of, boy, when I throw parties, you get sick every time, Taylor. Yeah, and it's no. And that's the, the answer is no. I, I say no. Right. About, so, so what about the person who does all the little snarky comments? Mm, acting out, and they could act out non-verbally. I'm muttering yeah. under your breath. Like, mm. Would that be criticizing something, but making it like a general statement as just like to the broad public, but the person is clearly doing it like, oh, I hate when people don't throw things in a trash can. And it's because they just saw someone like... I love it when people throw things away properly would be the sarcastic response. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recently was in a conversation with somebody and I gave a response they didn't like. And they were like, oh, yeah, right. Like, you know, and kind of Mm. made fun of my response right in front of me. And I was like, wow, that's interesting that we're doing a podcast on this topic. I can't wait to tell the world about that. Can you give another, it doesn't have to be your specific example, but an example of that. Because I think that's one that I've seen played out and I didn't know what to name that behavior. Mm -hmm. On the list that I gave you, acting out non-verbally, slamming doors, banging objects, but saying nothing's wrong. Yeah. That's a little more characteristic of the passive aggressive. I'm not mad. It's it's fine. Mm. Everything's fine. Yeah. So it has a, a very indirect way about it. Gosh, this is a tricky one. I feel like it, it, that's why I feel like it's sneaky because oh, it's you, sneaky. You think best. you see it. You, yeah. you explained it in the beginning. You think you see it. You think you put your finger on it, and then it becomes a twist and it becomes something else. The key that I'm learning from this is the patterned. It's patterned. Mm-hmm. If you notice patterns, then sit with that person if you want, if you want to continue the relationship, right? So like, this is a pattern I'm noticing. Yeah. You know, I'm noticing that you're banging the doors and saying things are fine. And I don't know what to do with that conflicting information. Yeah. But I love what you started with, which is look for the pattern first and decide, is this just a one-time thing? Because I don't think we should sit down with everybody all the time and analyze everything everybody says constantly. Yeah. And as someone who could do that, that's a terrible way to live. Yeah. (laughs) I like to turn it off, right? I I definitely like to turn it off because Mm -hmm. we don't want it on the evaluation on all the time. But I think when you see a pattern that keeps going on, whether that's the lateness, I'm, I'm on my way, but it, you're not really on your way, or whatever that is, look for the pattern. I love that you said that. And then decide, is this a person who I want to have a relationship with? And is talking openly about the pattern something that we can handle? The one that sticks in my mind a lot is seeing, seeing this pattern over and over. And I think the perfect example 
if you've someone out there has had a relationship where somebody where they like slam the door, you ask it like they have a scowl on their face or like they won't look at you and you're like, are you okay? And like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. That can make you want to like, explode. Am I going crazy? There is no mm-hmm. way that this is normal behavior. It's so interesting that you made a note that a passive aggressive person will basically question your overreaction to their <laughs> passive aggressive behavior, which is so just that like, like my mind, like I've had moments like that with people and I think, yeah. but I didn't know what to call it. That's what I mean. This is really, really sneaky because I didn't know what to call that. I just thought I was going insane. Well, manipulation <laughs> is what we'd call it. Yeah. In the larger box is manipulation. Inside the box of manipulation is passive aggressive. It's one way we manipulate other people. But I love the word sneaky because when you go through the list, you're like, wait a minute, this person looks like they're fine. They forgot the appointment. I'm sick. I mean, they're great alibis, right? Yeah. But they're super manipulative in a pattern. It's almost, there's almost like no arguing with this type of behavior. You can't, you can't win. They're at all costs trying to not have a direct conversation about it. So that's why I said the solution is to do that. People don't like being told they're being passive aggressive though. So the thing I wouldn't recommend is saying, Hey, why are you so passive aggressive? People hate that. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to come up with some tactics. I can't just break up with my coworkers. Like you have to work with them. They're not choosing to be in relationship with you either. So they probably don't care if you say like, Hey, I want to like help our relationship. Let's work on this. They're like, fuck you, man. I'm going (laughs) to do what I, I don't know. I just don't really see this going well. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that you repair it. I think you just need to see it for what it is. At work, you could get those email. Remember I said the different things you could say. Per my last email. (laughs) Per my last email or a friendly reminder or for future reference, whatever these comments are, understanding what it is and that's why you're feeling bad. Because you might say, why do I always hate getting emails from this person at work? Hmm. Or why do I have this conversation at this family party and always walk away not feeling good? It's because this, of the sneaky, manipulative communication they're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, no, you said don't just tell someone, hey, you're being passive aggressive. <laughs> uh, are there any other types of responses? So this is making me think about episode 59 that we did, which was on anger management. And do you remember what those trained psychologists told us to do, which is there are some settings where we might need to respond back, but never give the party that response. So you might oh, yeah. get annoying yes. emails from your coworker. So write them back, but don't send it. Don't okay. send it. Don't put them in the sent. But it carries yeah, say, so, don't ever fill yeah. in the set. The yeah, yeah don't. She said. That. So you only put your, your address, your email yeah. address in there or don't no email address. And you yeah. write, this is passive aggressive. It's totally unacceptable behavior. I won't be subject to your manipulative tactics. And don't send it to them. But they claim you'll feel a little better. Yeah. Yeah, well, because you, you're naming it. Instead of the, the emotional roller coaster that it can set you on, mm-hmm. at least if you can name it, you don't have to jump on the ride. <laughs> well, I think so. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is when you interact with people, let's say in a work setting or places where you can't control, you're in relationship with people maybe you wouldn't normally pick, realize that that's data. That bad feeling you have when you communicate with them, that's data. Something's going wrong there. Hmm. That's not normal to feel kind of bad about yourself after you interact with that person. That's a non-voluntary relationship. We would put family members in that same category. They're also considered non-voluntary. You didn't choose them. Not talking about your spouse, but a whole bunch of other family members are not people you picked. You just Uh got them. You inherited them. And that's data. 
If you have interactions and repeated patterns where you leave feeling negative, that's something to think about understanding and try to identify what that behavior is for your health. So would this pair well with our boundary series? Yeah, I think that could be a good strategy. I like that. Remember what we said about boundaries, which is it doesn't mean the behavior is necessarily bad. It's not okay for you. Right. Yes. So when people say, well, I, you know, I like to schedule two things at once because I like to keep my full calendar or I don't mind being late because I'm a late person and you just have to live with that about me. And they might say that to you and you can say, okay, that's fine to be late, but it's not okay for me. Yeah. And if you want to continue relationship with me, this is what I need. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Would we advise someone to get other types of help if they're in these types of relationships? I don't know if we go from passive aggressive to professional help to handle that. I think there are some- It just bothers me so much. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the word manipulation. That's the problem there. We could also relate this to episode 23 and 24 when we covered gaslighting. And I think that would be important to differentiate gaslighting from just small time passive aggressive behavior versus master manipulation. Right. That helps me process this or digest it a little bit better because the gaslighting is a much... It's a big pattern. It's a big manipulative pattern. Yeah. I think the good news is, though, for the relationships that are voluntary that are the ones that we pick, right? Mm -hmm. I think we gravitate away from friends that do this behavior because the relationship doesn't make it. When you schedule things and they don't show up or they're always late or they're saying everything's fine, but they are throwing a temper tantrum, we naturally kind of don't follow up with those people Mm -hmm. because why would you want to be near that? When you're looking at the patterns, a lot of times these sequences appear as what we call micro events Mm -hmm. where there is a series of things happen in a row. Mm -hmm. I tend to say this, you tend to answer this way, it tends to be this and it tends to be that. A lot of times, actually, what's really interesting about micro events, we can't see the pattern because we're so ingrained in the pattern. So think about a pattern you might have with your family of origin. You're so used to that, that when your brand new relationship partner shows up, they go, hey, does this always happen? Mm-hmm. What's up with this thing? Yeah. What did I just see at your family party? What was that about? And all of a sudden, the clarity comes back, which I think is really good to have fresh eyes to see things that are patterned and can be very helpful when our significant others can enter into those places and give us like their take. Yeah, that's helpful. Scary, but helpful. Vulnerable, but helpful. Yeah. Well, just fresh eyes, because if you've been playing in the pattern or playing in the game, oh, they always freak out. They always throw things and slam doors. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not a regular behavior. Yeah, true. Or like that muttering, that like mm, grumbling and yeah. breath sort of thing. You know, yep. why can I see myself doing this with my parents or my siblings when I wouldn't do it with like some of my closest friends? Because I know my friends will leave me. Yeah, it's non-voluntary and voluntary. Here's what happens. We'll say things to, I'll say something to my sister or my brother that I would never get away with saying to a friend. Way to go, Sherlock. Way to go, Einstein. Uh I might make a sarcastic comment to them because they're not going to not be my brother and sister. Because they're non-voluntary, I didn't pick them. They're going to be able to handle that. But if I say that to my new friend, they're going to be like, she's rude. I hate that though. Those are the people that I care about most. And we have the ability to think that way. Like, oh, they'll never leave me. It is different than voluntary. Mm -hmm. So we're on our best behavior when we're in a voluntary relationship and and maybe our worst behavior in the non-voluntary. But it does explain some of these sibling jabs that happen. Mm-hmm. That's where I think I've, I could see myself like this and I hate it. I don't want to do that to those people, but I, I think I have. I think we all have probably have different forms of this, but you do want to examine where it shows up and decide if you like it. 
And if you don't think it's serving you, maybe get rid of it. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.